0: You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, I'm Dave Cover. Let me ask you a question. What is the number one principle of life in the Bible? What do you think that is? What, what's the big truth for your life? that the Bible is constantly calling you to, constantly teaching you, this is the truth of God for you. What do you think that is? Well, that's what we see in Psalm 1. Psalm 1 lays out, I think, the number one principle of the entire Bible. And I'll explain what it means as we go. I'm going to read out of the NIV today. I'm going to look at verse 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. It starts off with that very word blessed that Jesus picks up in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus picks this idea up when he says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the meek they shall inherit the earth. These are called the Beatitudes because it comes from that Latin word that translated that word, beatus, blessed. And so it's the idea that this is picking up, what does it mean to live the blessed life? That word means happy. It means fulfilled. It means the kind of experiential shalom, this life of well-being and flourishing and happiness and joy. And the very first Psalm is telling us with the very first word, here's how you live a joyful life. Here's how you live a flourishing, prospering, happy life. It's not walking in the step with the wicked. It's not being in the way of sinners. It's not being living in the company of mockers. And so what this is saying is we have a choice. We have to decide our nots. We have to decide, I'm not going to live in step with the wicked, those who don't want God's will. I'm not going to stand in the way of sinners, those who do not want to live with God. They want to be their own God. I'm not going to sit in the company of mockers, or another translation, the ESB says, sit in the seat of scoffers. I'm, I have to decide whose voice am I going to let be loudest in my head, because there's going to be voices in my head. Will it be the voices of those who don't want the will of God, those who scoff at the will of God, those who mock the way of God? Will that be the loudest voice in my head? Or, verse 2, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, in the Old Testament, that idea of the law of the Lord, that phrase is a synonym of the word of God. This was the law of the Lord was the word spoken by God, the will of God for his people. So we think of law as something that's confining and something that's restricting our freedom. The Bible sees the law of the Lord as something that brings freedom, something that brings prosperity, something that brings happiness and flourishing, brings a blessed life, the word of the Lord and who meditates on his word day and night. That's what we're doing in this podcast we're learning how to meditate we're learning how to soak in the counsel of god's word we're learning how to let the voice of god be the loudest voice in our head that the way of the i am the way of yahweh that god's voice would be most heard when meditating on his word and praying through his word that's when we hear god's word the most and so what this psalm is saying and it's a great psalm to kind of be the kind of the theme psalm of this podcast here's how you live the blessed life it's not by having the loudest voices in your head be those who don't want God's will and scoff at those who do that's the way that's going to bring misery the way to bring happiness the way to bring the blessed happy prospering life is to learn to delight in the word of Yahweh and to meditate on his word day and night in other words to pray through it to meditate to soak in it to let it take root in your mind and heart so that's why the very next part is imaginative language, illustrative language. This is poetry. And so this is going to require our imagination to catch what the psalmist is saying. Verse three, that person, the person who is blessed, is like a tree planted by streams of water. This is a theme we see a lot in the Bible, the idea of streams of water being an imaginative metaphor of the presence of God, the Holy Spirit of God, the Word of God that speaks life into us and is like a fountain of living waters. It's the stream of water, the river that flows from the throne of God that we see in the last chapters of the Bible. It's what God calls himself, the fountain of living waters in Jeremiah chapter 2, the idea of the living water that Jesus calls himself. In, in John chapter four, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. This is what it means to be the blessed person. You're flourishing. You're prospering. You're like a tree that bears fruit. You're like a tree that is planted by streams of water and your leaf is green and never withers. Verse four, but not so the wicked. They're like chaff. They're like dried, worthless wheat that the wind blows away. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous the last verse, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. This is a lot of Old Testament religious language, and I think that if we get stuck in those words, we stop listening, we miss the life-giving principle of this, of this psalm, because what this psalm is saying, and it kind of sums everything up in that last verse, Yahweh watches over the way of the righteous. Now, the Psalms will also say in Psalm 56, there's none righteous, not even one. So it's not our own righteousness. What is talking about the way of the righteous, it means that it's those who want the will of God rather than those who want another will. The wicked are those who want another will beside the will of God. The righteous are those who want the will of God. Now, there's none righteous. We're not talking about self-righteousness here. We're talking about a disposition of the heart that wants to be planted by the streams of water of God's word. This is what we want to do. This is we want the will of God. So what's the number one principle of the Bible for you? The big truth of the Bible for your life? Here's the Bible's ultimate equation. The will of God brings flourishing. It brings prosperity, not in the material prosperity we're thinking of with nice cars and suits and gold rings. That's not the prosperity the Bible's talking about. It's talking about the real prosperity that we were created to have in the soul that God created, the prosperity of living in the flourishing of God's glory and God's beauty and the relationships of love and the relationships of togetherness, the congregation, the assembly of the righteous, this is talking about here in verse five, this idea of living in community, not with jealousy, not with envy, not with pride, not with destruction and violence and hate, but living in community that is flourishing on the streams of God's word, flourishing on the love of God, flourishing on the will of God, and peace, shalom, and 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 the wisdom of God guiding our relationships. This is the flourishing that the Bible is talking about. Flourishing in the presence of God. So here's any other will brings death. Here's the equation: the will of God brings flourishing, it brings life. Any other will brings death. The ultimate equation of the Bible is dependence upon God is life, independence from God is death. All of human history, all the thousand years of human suffering and all the suffering we're going through and the ultimate story of the Bible is showing this one principle to be true forever. It will be something that is showcased a billion years from now by the example of human history on earth, and that is this, dependence upon God is life, independence from God is death, like a wheat shaft that is blown away in the wind. But the one who wants the will of God is like a tree planted by streams of water that has flourishing leaves and fruit and prospers. So this is the idea of trusting in the will of God versus not trusting in the will of God. That God's word is what I want to guide my life versus all the other voices out there that this psalm calls the wicked, sinners, scoffers, mockers. So I wanna, if I want to live the blessed life, the life of flourishing, the life of fruit, the life of streams of water, the life described here by prosperity, then I have to want the will of God. I have to want to hear the word of God. That If my heart is inclined toward that, if I let that come into my life and that becomes the loudest voice in my head, I'm going to have this life of flourishing and life of fruit and blessedness and joy and happiness. Versus being a dried shaft, ultimately just driven away, blown away by the wind. The way of the wicked will perish. The way of the wicked leads to destruction, the last verse said. So there's that verse in Jeremiah, the Old Testament book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11, where God says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, declares Yahweh, declares the I Am. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So here's the question. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God's plans for you ultimately... At the end of the day, in the full story of your life, in the ultimate promise of resurrection, the ultimate promise of God's bigger story, the ultimate bigger story God has for you, do you believe what God says here, that his plans are to prosper you and not to harm you? He has plans. He has plans in his infinite wisdom to give you hope and a future rather than destruction. Ultimately, it always comes down to this. Will we want the will of God because we believe his will is according to his infinite wisdom. His plans is to, are to prosper me. His plans are for my flourishing. His plans are for my blessedness. His plans are for my, like a leaf that is plant a tree that is planted by streams of water whose leaves do not wither, who's constantly bearing fruit, that God wants to bring that kind of flourishing into my life. Dependence upon God equals life, and independence from God is destruction. It's death. So whose voice is going to be loudest in my head? All the other voices that want another will beside the will of God? Or will it be the word of God, the will of God that brings life, and that that's what I will trust? He is who I will trust. So let's take a moment now and just pray this. I find a lot of power in praying verses like this back to God because when I pray them, it's a great way to meditate on his word, That let his word begin to soak and to be the loudest voice into my, into my way of thinking, into my brain, into my head. Let's do that now. Oh, Lord, Yahweh, the I am, you are You are the one who satisfies my soul. You are the only one who can satisfy my life. You are the only one who is truly the streams of water that brings flourishing in me. You are the only one that can bring blessedness in me. Every other will is going to bring ultimately destruction in the end. Every other will is going to be like shaft blown away by the wind. Only you, my creator, only you, the one who created my soul for you to fill, only you know how to fill it. Only you are the one who has plans that you can truly deliver that bring life. Every other plan outside of your will brings death. Every other plan outside of your will will bring destruction. And I know this is true because you you are the I am, you are always present and you are the giver of life and you are the source of all existence. You are the creator of the entire universe and only in your will will I be blessed. The will of God, the will of the I am brings flourishing. Every other will brings death. So I don't want to walk in the counsel of, Of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers, or I don't want all of these words that show those who don't want your will, those who reject your plan, those who reject your word. I don't want those voices to be the loudest voices in my head. But I want to delight in your word. I want to delight in your will. I want to trust that your will for me is best, your will for me is happiness. You're the only will will for my life, the only plan for my life that brings flourishing. So I want to delight in your word. I want to meditate on your word. I want to think about this tree that I will be if I want your word rather than any other voice in my head to be the loudest. I want your word to be the loudest. I want your will to be the will for my life. I'm going to be like a tree that is planted by a stream of water, plenty of water, always nourished, yielding my fruit that you have in my life, yielding your fruit in me and a leaf that does not wither. And everything I do, I prosper because your plan for me is to prosper me. Your plan for me is a hopeful future. Your plan for me is perfect. Not so any other will, but they are like shaft that is blown away by the wind. I don't want to be shaft blown away by the wind. I don't want to hear the voices that are going to make my life shaft blown away by the wind and destroyed in the end. I want to stand upon the earth in the land of the living and see the beauty and the glory of God on a resurrected world in a resurrected body where God dwells with me and I dwell with God in the community of God's people forever. That's where I want to be. I don't want to be swept away with the wicked. I want to be blessed by obeying and wanting and pursuing you as the greatest will for my life. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.